I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. And as always, we're trying to elevate the conversation and help you connect the dots. And we always like you to help us do that a little bit better. And you can do that, of course, on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Also, make sure you've downloaded the KSL News Radio app, uh, powered by our friends at Any Hour Services, so you can have access wherever you are. And you can go back and listen to the podcasts of uh, anything you might have missed during the day. So, as we come down the home stretch of uh, election se- season 2020, uh, often when I get to this point in the program, I'm a little exhausted, I'm a little spent, and I know there's still a little ways to go, and there's a lot of negative campaigning that's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of wild claims, uh, regardless of what the race is, whether it's a, a, a city council seat or a mayor's race or whether that's uh, something on the national stage, a, a, a statewide race for governor or house of representatives or the national stage of a presidential campaign and so the question always comes back to who's responsible for the truth and i I found myself going back to an experience i had a couple years ago uh during the 2018 cycle and again i always try to reflect on who who's responsible for that so Clearly, we're in this age of everything from confirmation bias to fake news, social media, and the massive echo chamber that it is. Uh, We have alternate facts. We have straight-up lies. We have all kinds of uh, politicians making wild claims and their supporters making even more wild claims. And so the, the looming question for me always comes back to who is responsible for truth? And every day. You have prominent national media personalities. You've got politicians. You've got business executives. We're seeing them on Capitol Hill today demonstrate through their words and their actions that they don't want to be responsible for, and some of them may not even be interested in the truth. So who's responsible then? And as I was thinking uh, and writing about this topic uh, for several weeks in 2018, leading up to the 2018 midterm election, uh, on a particular day, I had informed uh, Christian Sagers, who really drives the opinion section uh, at the Deseret News, uh, I told him that I was intending to write about truth uh, for my column for the week. And usually that's a, a Thursday thing. And as Thursday just spun out of control for me, uh, all kinds of unexpected meetings, uh, my time to actually write my column uh, just evaporated. It was gone. And so I told Christian, I said, hey, can you just hold my spot on the printed page and, and, and I'll get to it. And so at about five o'clock, uh, Christian brought me the proofs, uh, for what would be printed in the paper the following day. And at the bottom of the page, 
where my column usually goes, uh, was my picture and a placeholder headline. Uh, Christian had actually written this in red pen. <laughs> he wrote, truth will be written here. And there was the answer to my question. Who's responsible for truth? It was right in front of me in bright red ink in Christian's handwriting. I am responsible for truth. Uh, some of you may recall a uh, speech delivered by Oprah Winfrey. Uh, man, this was a fiery commencement speech back in 2018 at the University of Southern California Annenberg uh, School of Journalism. And she had gone through the usual things that a uh, graduation speaker does in terms of a little bit of humor, uh, a little bit of challenges to the to the graduates. But she she landed in this important space of challenging the graduates of this journalism school to embrace, live, and be the truth. And in the the end of her address, uh, Oprah Winfrey, who I often agree disagree with on a host of different things, uh, nailed it when it comes to truth. She said to this group of graduating journalism majors, so your job now, let me tell you, is to take everything you've learned here and use what you've learned to challenge the left, challenge the right, and challenge the center. When you see something, you say something, and you say it with the facts and the reporting to back it up. And then she said this, here's what you have to do. You have to make the choice every day, every single day, to exemplify honesty. Because the truth, let me tell you something about the truth. The truth exonerates and it convicts. It disinfects and it galvanizes. The truth has always been and will always be our shield against corruption, our shield against greed and despair. The truth is our saving grace. And not only are you here to tell it, to write it, to proclaim it, to speak it, but to be it. And she finished with the words, be the truth, be the truth. Uh, I found it so significant that Oprah Winfrey didn't challenge the students to be their truth or to live their truth, as uh, is quite popular today. She told them to be the truth. That's a different kind of ask. That's a higher level challenge. Uh, William George Jordan uh, powerfully made the case for the truth all the way back in 1902. 1902. Again, who's responsible for the truth? He said, truth can stand alone. For it needs no chaperone or escort. And then I love this line. He said, lies, lies are cowardly, fearsome things that must travel in battalions. A lie may live for a time, truth for all time. A lie never lives by its own vitality. It merely continues to exist because it simulates the truth. So think about that. Each of us has a responsibility for truth, to speak it, to find it, to promote it, to act on it, and even to defend it. We should also recognize we have an equally significant responsibility for how we speak the truth. Uh, someone wisely suggested one time that uh, we can talk about any truth as long as we understand that how we speak about it matters. I've heard the same truth from the arrogant and the angry as well as I've heard the truth from the humble and the courageous with vastly different results. 
And when we speak the truth also matters. So that's the real test for me is each of us, each of us is responsible for truth. And we need a greater commitment to truth throughout the world, particularly in a social media world, in the middle of a pandemic and a hotly contested political season. So it's up to you. It's up to us to be the truth. We're responsible for it. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today on Inside Sources. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.